Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone. On the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0 so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port and a number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.
right, welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. It is Sunday, September 2nd. It's actually a week earlier. I pre-recorded this show because I'm on vacation right now, and we didn't have a show last week, which would have been the last week of August, and I didn't want to go two weeks without a show, especially since it is September now, and we celebrate our 10-year anniversary on the 16th, which is the actual date we did the first show 10 years ago, and we got a great lineup for everybody this month, including tonight, Michael Romeo from Symphony X is our guest. Glenn Benton from Diocide. Stick around. we got a lot of great music to play for everybody. We kick things off tonight with Abattoir. My good friend Steve Gaines on vocals back in the day. Steve has had Anger's Art going for over 10 years now. They're about to release their first live record. I want to say it's October, but don't quote me on the date yet. But when they do release it, you know we'll be playing it, and we'll get Steve back on the show, and we'll talk all about that and everything else going on here. All right. Well, there's a great bunch of metal coming out. Next year, I just heard Sad Iron are putting out a brand new record, the first in, I don't know how long, probably decades, uh, to sign with the Wormhole Death albums, and hopefully to do some interviews. I've tried for years, uh, but they've, they've always been worried about the language barrier, but I can barely speak English as it is myself. I keep telling them, so don't worry about it. We'll get through it. Uh, but maybe we can make that happen next year. And October, what a great month for metal here in the New York City area. Besides all the big artists that come through town, Iron Angel. Ed Fosley, one of the best promoters in the area from Armageddon Productions, he brought Iron Angel over the first time here in the U.S. I know it's only the singer who was the original member of the band, but let's face it, that's who most people want to hear and see anyway. He was the voice of that group. They'll be here October 19th in Queens at Blackthorn, Blackbourne, Blackthorn 51. I'm not even sure what the name of the club is. I think it's Blackthorn. I hate going to Queens, but I'm going to have to make a trip out there that Friday night. Satan's back in the USA again. They'll be supporting their new album. So a lot of great things happening here. All right, let's jump back into the music. We got a few new things I think to get to tonight. I'm not really sure because, like I said, we're kind of uh, jumping the gun here, and I'm not really sure what's on the schedule. But let's uh, do a little old school stuff right now. Here's Pandemonium, This World.
Testament, Over the Wall, Off the Legacy record from way back in 1987, the opening cut from that album. The, I can't believe that album is 31 years old. actually going to be 32 years old this upcoming April. Man, time is flying by. Uh, the band is in the studio working on the follow-up to the Brotherhood of the Snake record from two years ago back in 2016. We'll probably see that sometime in 2019, the new album. But in the meantime, you know, Eric Peterson, he put out a new Dragon Lord record. I don't know how long it's been since he's worked on Dragon Lord, but there's something out there right now for everybody, so you can pick that up and enjoy it and tie you over until the New Testament comes out. All right, we're going to get to an interview with Glenn in about 10 minutes or so. We'll do one or two more tunes between now and then. The Judas Priest tour, just, uh, you know, it's about two weeks in now by the time you're hearing the show, but it just cut, it kicked off the Judas Priest and Deep Purple. I thought Judas Priest were the headlines. I didn't realize they were the support and act for Deep Purple. You know, I, I enjoy a lot of Deep Purple songs, but I'm not the biggest Deep Purple fan in the world, you know. I mean, and Judas Priest has been on such a high, like, the last couple of years. I figured they would have been headlining it, but it appears that they're opening the show. And I guess in a way, if you're a Priest fan, it's good. You get in, see the show, and get out early if you're not really looking to stick around for Deep Purple. Uh, so there you go. They're going to be here in, uh, I believe, September 6th. They're here in New Jersey at the PNC Bank Art Center. I'm just back for vacation that week, so I'm going to try to make it out there. I'd really like to see Priest one more time if I could. Uh, because you never know what can happen after this tour, you know. I mean, I don't see them packing it in, uh, but you never know what can happen these days. So if they all come to the area, check them out. All right, let's do one or two more tunes. We'll get into the interview with Dyside right after this. How about some Primal Scream, War and Sin?
We spoke to Glenn Venter from DU side this week. I waited about 20 minutes for Glenn to call in. He never did, so I, I got his number and I tracked him down. It appears that he was shopping or in the grocery store, so I guess it's milk over metal for that guy. All right, here you go. Enjoy the interview. Hello? Hello? Glenn, this is Mike calling for our interview. How are you? Oh, good, man. I forgot all about interviews today. 
Um, right. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, hey, listen, I'm a big Spare fan going me, back. Yeah. You got right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's one of those days, huh? Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I actually got um. I got it. Hold on, so I get the fuck out of the store, man. Um, I have uh, two schedules here. Two uh, publicists today. The European guy who's a you know. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure to work with, and then um, and then I got <clears throat> this week starts up uh, um, Georgia stuff here in the U.S. Man. So uh, go ahead, man. Hey, well, listen, like I said, man, I'm a fan going back 30 years now, and, you know, you guys just keep pounding them out, you know, year after year, album after album. I, I think this is one of your best yet, and that's pretty impressive considering what you did for the last three decades. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Me and Steve are uh, pretty ecstatic with the response that we're getting. Uh, that's great. And you know what it is? You know, when you hear a record, you know who it is by your voice, by the sound of the band. But yet, you don't know what you're going to get from album to album. You guys are one of the few bands that actually, you know, keep moving ahead and progressing with each album. But yet, you know, you still maintain that distinctive sound. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, I mean, me and Steve, we have a definitive sound, man. That's for sure. And, uh, over the years, man, we've... Uh, kind of perfected uh, what me and him do together, you know, and writing-wise and that, and with Kevin in the mix now, man, it's a, that's a whole, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a different DSI than it was going back 15, 20 years ago. Uh, I don't know, I mean, if everybody will agree with, I think it's a better DSI, but, you know, that's just, you know, because I don't have to deal with any kind of issues anymore with, you know. <laughs> Well, that always seems to be one of the headaches of being in any band is dealing with issues, band members, other bands, promoters. It just seems like there's more headaches. Yeah, yeah. Than, me and, than yeah, good, I can say, man, me and Steve have been able to like, oh, shit, you know, if it ain't fucking, if it ain't complete <laughs> fucking idiots, then we got the drunks, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> God damn, man. So, yeah. It's like every so often, everybody, it's funny, man. Everybody says every 15 years, if, if you're a guitar player for DSI, he'll fight. Every 12 years, he fucking swaps you out. Well, uh, unfortunately, it just kind of works out that way. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, just like two marriages. Um, you know, after I was just trying to explain this to my kid the other day, uh, you know, women are like cars, man. And, you know, it's, it's a fucking wonderful, beautiful thing when you first get it and shit, but after a few years, you're like, man, what the fuck did I see in this goddamn thing? Yep. So, uh, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. It's, I completely get that. Listen, you know, I'm I'm more impressed that you know. So I seen the fucking New York call. I seen your New York number, man. I'm like, holy fuck! Now I got robocalls coming from fucking New uh, York. Yeah, what the well, fuck? Come on, you're 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 in New York, technically at at heart, you know. Uh, yeah, I lived there for a, a brief moment in time, man, but not like <laughs> New York City, New York. I, it, I don't consider that New York. I don't know what the fuck you want to call it, but uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Wasn't one, one not one of my, not my, not none of my memorable times in life. I can assure you. So. Yeah, I, I hear but, you on uh, that. Yeah. I mean, New York has its <laughs> New York has its ups and New York, New York has its downs. That, that it does. Uh, like <laughs> you don't have to tell uh, Florida, me. <laughs> where I, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, or, or should I say, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, where I live in Florida, it's basically a borough of New York. It's that law. We call it the lost borough. <laughs> yeah, it's where everybody goes when they had enough. Everybody from every, every, all 
my everybody I know in my town, they're from Long Island or from fucking somewhere, and you know, you have a few fucking mid-staters and shit, but for the most part, it's everybody that's got fucking sick of paying high taxes on Long Island came here. Yeah, it's insane over here, but you know. One thing about Florida, especially like, you know, the West Coast, the Tampa Bay area, it gave birth to your band and a lot of bands from that genre. I mean, it's probably the capital for extreme metal, death metal, and all of that. Was it a, was it a hard area back right. in the day to kind of, you know, make your bones and concern there were so many great bands coming out? Or did it just kind of propel you guys and say, you know what, we got to up these guys and do one better than them? Well, I guess for us, man, I mean, you know, when we started doing this, I mean, I mean, you, know, you had your heavy bands, you had Possessed, and you had Slayer, and those bands and that, but we wanted, you know, this, our thing here was, you know, we can outdo that West Coast thing, man, you know? Yeah. So that was, some of that, I mean, some of it, some of it was there, I mean, we were a little bit more uglier than that, you know, <laughs> as far as, like, the darkness and that kind of shit, where... Yeah, it's like, yeah, you got a happy sound of thing out there, but here in Tampa, yeah, we are uh, we're pretty ugly here. Um, Florida, back then, it was more of a part, party atmosphere, you know what I mean? So it was, you know, every weekend it was a club with some metal band playing in it, premiering in it. Yeah, it, it was good times. You know, I'm more impressed that, uh, that, yeah. that Christianity actually fueled you guys for 30 years lyrically. <laughs> Anti-Christianity, I should actually say. Actually, it gave you guys 30 years' worth of material. I mean, there's probably a wealth of material coming from the Catholic and Christian religion that could keep this band going forever. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like painting pictures, man. You know what I mean? Every time you paint one, it's fucking different. So um, when it comes to that kind of thing, as far as the whole Christian thing and that, but uh, that's just, you know... From my time in New York, <laughs> it was uh, very heavily fucking Catholic up there. I really, that was, I think that's well, out, out of all of them that fucking really, uh, you know, tormented the shit out of me. It was that. How much of it is real and how much of it is just, you know, you know, a show, you know, put it on a show. Cause you gotta, you know, you want to shock people. You want oh, to get people listen, to listen to the band. As far as what I, yeah, when I write lyrics, man, I write from, it comes from me, within me. I don't have, I can't, I've, I've tried. I've really, I've really, honestly, I've tried to write lyrics about other things. I really have. I've, 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 I've given myself like fucking writer's block. Trying to fucking write about something other than what comes out of me, and I just have no success at that. So I just I don't know if it's because I made a I, I, maybe I made a pack or two back in the day. Maybe that shit's following you know following behind me. I'm not sure, but I just write from my soul, and that's what comes out, and um, that's what comes easy. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, like you were saying before, now, we do I, about you and... religion is. You know, I'm not a big fan of religion, man. I don't fucking have it in my home. I've never, never pushed it on my kids. I'm not fucking, you know. I mean, I'm the. I hate going to fucking weddings. I hate going to fucking funerals because I don't want to be around that crap. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's not just anti Christianity, but you you know, it's not the only thing you write about. I mean, there's a lot of deep dark stuff in there. I mean, you know, like you said, you write from your heart, you write from your soul. There's a lot of bad things that go on in this world, and obviously it affects you, and you write clearly about it, whether it's 
horror stuff or scary stuff or just blackened stuff. It doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, like I say, man, when it comes down, you know, when I'm writing, it's, yeah, I write about, you know, dark things that go on in my mind. You know what I mean? It's a lot of the shit that I write about is, you know, personal shit to me. You know, things that, you know, my feelings about things and my views on things and how things have affected me and what's going on in my life at the fucking time, you know. It's, yeah. Everything influences me when it comes to when it comes to writing, man. I mean, one day I'll write, I'll I'll write something, and then two days later I'll I'll write it again, and it'll be completely about something completely different, but still in that same vein. You know? Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier about Steve, you and Steve have you know. What else uh, is there to really write about when you think about it? What is there else is there to write about? Well, I there's mean, always sex, drugs, about, and rock and roll. Uh, but that's been kind of done already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd be really disappointed the fuck out of a lot of people if I change things around and fucking this far into the goddamn game, man, you know. Yeah, I know, absolutely. The band is distinctive in its sound, and style, and in its writing, and that's what people expect, and that's what you've delivered over the last three decades. And every time I say three decades, I can't believe that it's been that long already. I mean, it just seems like yesterday. But you know, I remember getting the first self-titled record, and it's thirty years ago almost. Yeah, well, it's it has been a long. I mean, for me, I mean, it's it's been a fucking long road, man. I can't believe that at this at this point in our careers and this time, you know, that we're having this kind of success in this, you know, doing what we do. Yeah, well, I mean, you. I don't know how. I never, how I never thought I'd be fifty-one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how closely you keep track of the scene, but you've seen a lot of new extreme bands come through, a lot of death metal bands come through. They don't have what bands like you guys have. They don't offer what you guys offer anymore. This is like the like pretenders to the throne. They're just trying to take on everybody they can, but there's nothing happening. There's nothing new or original going on. Nobody has any personality anymore. Everybody's yeah. afraid to say what the fuck they're really thinking. Nobody want. Everybody's so busy about fucking being politically correct and not stepping on everybody's fucking toes that nobody can fucking shine anymore. That's really what it is. You don't have anymore the fucking days of Lemmys and Ozzies and fucking that shit is over with, man. It really is. That that's true. Well, whose fault is that? I mean, we, do we let it happen? You know, because everybody's so politically correct today. Uh, that never happened years ago. I, I, it used to be pretty cut and dry, man, with music. You know, you had your rock, you had your roll, you had your metal, you had your R and B. I mean, you had your, you know, pop music or whatever. I mean, now it's like metal. I don't even know what the fuck. It's like, it's, it's like some of these. It's like metal. I, when I look at some of these bands today and that, and, and so here's some of the shit I'm hearing. I'm like, oh well, uh, they're the Lutherans of the bunch. Oh, those are the Protestants. <laughs> oh, those are the fucking Pentecostals. Oh, those, you know what I mean? It's like. The fuck? It's like how many? How, it's like so many takeoffs of fucking metal. I I call that shit that that. As soon as it's like you know you hear it's like I'll be like, this is why I, I kind of refrain from listening to a lot of new metal because it's like it starts off fucking heavy. I'm like, oh man, who the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden this fucking vocal comes in with a <laughs> whining about something, and I completely just fucking just 
I, I get just as frustrated with as any other fucking diehard metalhead. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you, do you think the Kill scene a is in a state of metal decline? With a fucking horrible... What's that? Do you think the scene is in a state of decline or it's about to implode again like it did back in the early 90s? Man, metal will always be there. That's one thing. You, I mean, I, I can say that about metal. I can't say the same about, you know, hair bands and shit like that and alternative bands from the fucking, you know, the 80s and shit like that. But, man, there's something about this world, man. I don't know if it's because the world is, you know, the way the world is or what, but people just want violent music. <laughs> it'll, it'll always be there, man. There's always going to be a market for it, you know. I mean, Glenn, what's been the hardest part of keeping this thing going all these decades? What's been the most challenging thing? On my per on my personal fucking level and shit, as far as divorces and death and shit like that. So it's been a lot of that kind of shit for me to fucking, you know, at the end of the day. I'm just a human being like anybody else, man. I gotta say to myself, wow, man, I gotta pick it up and get fucking, you know, keep it marching toward the fucking sea, you know. And that's what I do, man, every day, you know. I mean, there's been a lot of. A lot of shit's happened to me in the last 10 years, man. A lot, you know. Um, so I've had to fucking overcome a lot of fucking tragedy and shit. And um, that for me, you know, I mean, guitar players, eh, give two fucks. I mean, they're, I mean, unfortunately, not without sounding like a total dick, man. It's like guitar players can be replaced in that. But friends and family and shit, that shit can't be replaced. You know? Yeah. Well, but okay. as far as keeping it going... Keeping it going, yeah. I mean, it's part, I don't know, it's like a, like a business aspect of it. Um, I've always managed a band, man, you know, and they say the most successful band, you know, the most successful businesses are, are family-owned and operated businesses. And I try to make good decisions, not all the time, but, you know, I try to. Yeah. You go back to, like, guitar players are replaceable, they come and go, but I don't know any band that's been around as long as you guys who haven't gone through multiple lineup changes. The shit happens. Members don't get along. Guys just don't want to do it no more. Their hearts not into it. They don't want to tour. They can't record. There's a million reasons why band members change over and over again. The fact that you keep going and you and find the quality players that keep coming into the band, you know, right there, it shows you the desire that you guys have to keep it going. Well, man, we've always wanted to, for me and Steve, I mean, we've always wanted this to be, you know, fucking top notch, you know what I mean? And and we we knew back then, I mean, what we were getting out of, you know, particular people was not, not even close to being, you know, what we, you know, the standard where we wanted to be with this, you know what I mean? So yeah. we made decisions based on bringing in people that we thought that would take it to that next level, you know, in writing, uh, lead playing and, you know, professionalism. And I mean, it's, it, we're at that, we're at that place now, you know, we're, we're, we're at a place where we should have been from the beginning, but you know what? It's, unfortunately it worked out the way it is, but now we're in a position where we don't have those kind of problems anymore and everything is just, is just completely positive and it just flows like a river, man. Yeah. Well, with you and Steve being the core songwriting team of the band, was there something that came easy for the two of you? I mean, you've known each other for so long. I mean, was was it easy getting together to actually take over all the songwriting responsibilities and become the core team for writing? Well, when we wrote the first record, we all kind of wrote it together. Okay, that kind of, that's how things kind of got fucked up is because 
we all wrote the album together, so we didn't give each other fucking credit to who what who wrote what. We just wrote the yeah. whole album together. By the second by the second album, now Steve is a fucking Steve has come out ahead as the fucking main writer of the fucking you know the music. Yeah. Um, the other two would put, throw in a song here or there per album, but Steve was the predominant writing force after Legion. Once upon a cross, onward, man, all the way to you know stench. Uh, I mean, he's always been, you know, just like you say, man, he's he's a, an amazing writing, you know, talent. And uh, like I say, man, he uh, like I say, with you know this album, man, we all wrote. Me, Kevin, and Steve wrote the record. And it's it's a lot different than uh, you know I'm. It's more, it's got that vibe to it, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it was fun, man. We wrote a record, you know, not only just for us, you know, we wrote a record that make ourselves happy. You know, we didn't want to, you know, people ask me, you know, like, oh, did I write this for anybody or anything? Or we wrote this record because we wrote it. When we went into it, I told her, it's like, let's, let's write a record that's fun to play. Let's write a record that, you know, that's catchy again. Let's write fucking, let's bring, let's bring back what used to be. I think you did that with this new record. You definitely accomplished that goal. It's a fucking fun record to play. We're playing a lot of the material. I mean, it's uh, it's fun, man. It's fun. It grooves. The leads are killer. These two, you know, between Kevin and Mark, man, bouncing back and forth on the leads. It's fucking sick, man. Rehearsals are sick these days. Yeah. You hitting the road soon with this? I'm working on that right now. We're, uh, I don't want to drop any names now, but I'm trying to pull together an old school tour package in that. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm in talks of doing uh, some uh, European, uh, the open air festivals next summer. And a Europe tour. Yeah, just going through the motions, man. Yeah, absolutely. Going to work on Going to be releasing a video here soon. That sounds great. Hey, Glenn, I'm not going to keep you, man. I know you got other things to do today with this. So I'm going to let you go. Great, great album. You guys killed it on this one, man. And I'm hoping that you guys head over to the East Coast with the tour when it's set up. So you got a chance. You've had a chance to hear it. Chance to hear it. I've been playing it every day. <laughs> well, I'm a fan. That's I'm a good, fan. man. I listen to it every. I love excommunicated. Right, all that is evil. Compliment of Christ. You guys killed it on this one, man. <laughs> awesome. I still tell Steve, oh man, he'll be fucking glad hey. to hear. I'm so diehard. After we hang up, we're going to go burn a cross in my head in solidarity with you guys. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. You take it easy now, Glenn. Good talking to you. All right, man. Take care. All right, bye-bye.
Griffin with Tame the Lion. Love that band. One of my favorite. All right, we're going to get to the interview with Michael Romeo in a few minutes. How about we play some Symphony X? We'll talk with Mike. New solo record, War of the Worlds Part 1. Right now, Kiss of Fire.
We talked to Michael Romeo from Symphony X. He has a brand new solo record out right now called The War of the Worlds Part 1. Let's hear what Mike had to say. Hey, Mike, this is Mike. Can you hear me? Hey, man, what's up, bro? Yeah, I can hear you good. Good. How you can doing Can you hear today? me? I'm I hear good, you loud man. and clear, buddy. All right, fantastic, All man. Right. Where, where are you guys at? Where am I calling? Uh, you know, uh, right over the bridge from you in Staten Island in New York. Oh, shit. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, I could have came over to the dungeon and did it in person. I'm so close. Dude, that would have been fine, man. Just give me the word. <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm just jumped. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm glad I got you. I'm, I'm even more happy that not only do you have, you know, your, your first, like, official solo record out, but there's a part one in front of it, which means we're going to get a part two. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just, when I was doing it, man, I was just writing every day, and then all of a sudden I had so much stuff. I'm like, all right, man, let's split it in half and do one now and do one later on, you know? So yeah. that was the plan, well, you know, know I mean? You know, we'll see how it all goes, but that was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to go fine. You know, like so many musicians from, like, you know, well-known bands, they, they want to put out a solo record, and when they do, it, it kind of sounds exactly like the band they're in with just different people playing with them. I don't know if you made an intentional effort not to make that happen here, but, I mean, this album, in a good way, is like controlled chaos. It's like all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I didn't want it to be exactly... I mean, I mean... It's a little hard sometimes because, like with the band, I I write a lot of this stuff, and you know, it, it kind of you kind of have your go-to riffs and ideas. So there's always a little bit of a similarity, but yeah, man, I wanted to, you know, more orchestral stuff and some electronic stuff, and yeah, just try to do, you know, different stuff, man, make it a little different. Well, you definitely did that. I mean, you know, when you hear like a certain band come on the radio and you hear the singer singing, you know who that band is. Your yeah. guitar playing and your tone and your style, you know, kind of defines Symphony X and people know exactly what they're hearing and who it is just by your tone. Well, that's cool then, dude, because, yeah, man, that's that's good to hear. You know, I'm just kind of doing my thing. And, I mean, honestly, dude, I'm just doing my thing. I hope people dig it. That's, you know, I'm just and trying to get by, just trying to survive, which in the music industry now, man, shit's all out of control, so it's it's even harder, but can you hear me? I can't hear you. Yo. Hey, Mike, you there? Yeah, we lost each other. I got you back. Okay, there you are. Yeah, I was just about to try you back. All right. We're back. So are we doing I mean, it I know now? Exactly I mean, what we're, we're, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're recording we... it for, this, for, next, for next week's show. Oh, all right, all right then. I was I thought we were just chilling and bullshitting for a minute, but yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I could cut that all out so it, so it sounds seamless. Don't worry about it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, you know, compared to like you know, you talk at 25, maybe even close to 30 years, where you got involved in the music business, and and it is a business, and it has changed a lot over the last two or three decades. Is it still oh, yeah, at the dude. point now where a band can be profitable and still make a living doing it? Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, I guess for, like, some younger guys, like, still living at home and making a couple bucks, uh, yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, when you got, like, the family and the kids and the college and all these other things, it's like, oh, it's it's a little more, it's a little more difficult now, you know, just, and a lot to do with, like, the royalties, like, you know, back in the day, you know, you're selling CDs, you're getting a certain amount, you kind of know what's going on. Now with the streaming, it's like really little bit of money, and and uh, 
you know, and people are just doing that. I mean, it's convenient, you know, Spotify and all these things. It's you know, it's just the way it is. But the money's uh, definitely skewed differently. So it's just, you know, it's just like trying to do as many things as you can too. You know, doing a solo record or you know uh, anything. You know, recording bands. I'm just kind of doing whatever I can. I actually worked on a couple films and TV stuff for for some guys. So. I think as long as you're working and, and and keeping busy, you can get by. But yeah, to be like in one band, that's that's kind of tough. You know, I mean, of course, unless Metallica or a really big established band. Did yeah. I lose you again? But you know what? Oh, okay, there you are. No, I'm I'm here. Yeah, but you know what? If Metallica has started out today, I mean, I don't think they'd have a chance anyway. No matter what they were doing or how good they are. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day, um, and we were talking about Queen. And he said, it's like, you know, oh, you know, some of that stuff was just so great. And But he said, um, you know, I think like a band like Queen, if they were around today, like they probably wouldn't even get signed. You know, so sure. it's like, I mean, obviously the music, different time, different things. But, um, yeah, just so much has changed. You know, so much has changed. And, it's tough. Yeah. But hey, man, you know, I, this is what I love to do and you know, as long as I can get by, you know, I'm not cruising around on my yacht or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just freaking <laughs> just trying to freaking hang on. But no, it's all yeah. good. Man. You know, and the solo thing it I was know. like I mean, in the solo thing was this this album was yeah, man, it was a bunch of friends of mine having a good time, you know, trying to make a couple dollars and um but it was just more about that, you know, just doing music and, and trying out some different ideas, like like we were saying before, trying to make it a little different than the band, and, you know, it's still metal, and but maybe trying to incorporate some electronic elements and a lot of this orchestral kind of cinematic stuff, and yeah, just trying to do something cool, something a little different. And, you know, and being creative, uh, I, man, that's, you know, just having a good time, that's really it. Sure. Well, you know, earlier you said working on some film stuff. You know, when I hear Constellations, that reminds me of a soundtrack type of uh, of a song. You know, like the way you did it, and it's just such a big song. Yeah, that's and I mean, and that's stuff that I dig, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I listen to so much stuff. Obviously, I'll still bust out some old Sabbath and Priest and Maiden and Pantera and. uh at the same time, it's like, yeah, like a lot of, like, film music, like John Williams and Star Wars. Ah, I mean, I dig all that kind of music, that big epic, you know, Hans Zimmer and some of those kind of electronic hybrid-y kind of scores. So, yeah, with the solo record, I was like, yeah, I mean, I like all those things. And let's just try to mash it up and just try to do something a little different. Again, you know, try to make it a little different than the band. But um, yeah, dude. Like uh, I, I said, just being creative and and having a good time. Uh, I, you definitely did that. I know you get to play with a couple of old friends. You got JD and John in there, a couple of New Jersey yeah. guys. I never heard of Rick Castellano until I heard him singing on your album. Is he an old friend or somebody you just came across in the scene? Yeah, Rick. I mean, I met Rick. I don't know, like I don't know, like six years ago or something. He's a Long Island guy. And, okay. And. Uh, and I was just hanging out with some old friends, you know, got together on a weekend, 
just jamming for fun, you know, just kind of hanging out, a couple beers, you know, not, nothing serious. And one of my friends knew Rick, and he's like, you know, oh, my buddy Rick's going to come down. you got to meet him. He's you know, cool dude. He's a great singer. And this was, like, like I said, six, seven years ago. And we were just jamming on some stuff, you know, got along good and kind of stayed in touch. And I thought, you know, if I ever did a solo thing or something else, it's like I'm going to call Rick. So, yeah, putting this together, um, I just reached out to him, and, and he was down for it. And like you said, you know, J.D. and Macaluso, I mean, I've known these guys, you know, East Coast guys, bro. You know, we got to gotta keep yeah. keep together. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was more well, that yeah. kind of thing, you know. It was more just like, you know, a bunch of knuckleheads trying to make some tunes. That's really it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, New, New Jersey to me always has such an amazing scene, and you know, such a great rock and roll scene, going back into the '70s and '80s, and I think it's still pretty vibrant today. I mean, maybe not like you know it was in the heyday, but is it still pretty good in Jersey for music, for rock and metal? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to really judge it because you know all the guys I know. <clears throat> I mean, I just cut off the phone. He called me this morning, Dee Dee from Overkill. So. Yeah, man, those guys are still doing their thing. And, you know, JD's with Zach. So, you know, like you said, there's a lot of guys in music, and they're all doing pretty good. Uh, is it like it was? No. It's not like it was. But uh, And I don't really see a lot of new metal bands around. I'm, I, like, I think I think that, too. It's uh, It just seems different. You know, I'm hearing Gibson went out of business and Guitar Center's in trouble yeah. and the kids aren't buying instruments. And it's like, what the hell's going on, man? Nobody wants to learn how to play an instrument anymore. So it's like, come on, guys, let's, you know, keep it going. So, yeah, Absolutely. It, 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 for me, that's kind of what I see. You know, that's kind of what I see. Because when I was, you know, in high school or even after that, you know, you come outside and, you hear some dude down the street, this guy's playing the drums, and bass player, this guy from the next block come over, and they're jamming, and, you know, I mean, everybody was kind of, was kind of just playing an instrument and, and getting together, and I don't really know a lot of kids that, uh, I mean, there's some, but it's just not like it was, you know, it's just not like it was. You there? Are you with me still? Oh, shit. Did I lose you? For a second, but we're back. You, everything you said came through. So is that, is that my phone? Is that my phone? I, I don't know. It, no, it's, it's okay. It, it's, it, we're pretty good. It just got a little low, and then it came back again. I think the more technically advanced we become, the worse things are. <laughs> oh, dude, I friggin' agree with that. Well, I agree with it a little bit. I mean, there is some... As far as, like, music and, like, being able to create stuff and, you know, having all these tools in the computer to write, I mean, that that's pretty cool. Like, you could kind of do whatever you want, you know. But then there's always the downside of, you know, the downloading and the streaming, which just makes it a little more difficult for guys to make money. Mike, you were just saying you agree with the technology. We lost each other again. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, and I was waiting, and then... I figured I'd call you back. I, I was wondering yeah. if it was my phone. I don't think it's my phone, but um, you know, whatever. I tried to I, I don't back. Know. 
I don't know what's going on. I might be the switchboard in the studio today. Who the hell knows? Uh, I'm glad I got I mean, you on here. And not for nothing, if the shit's all fucked up, I mean, dude, you can call me whenever. I can always call you back, like, tomorrow or later. I mean, if, if we have too much cuts, it, you know, it's yeah. no big deal for me to... We could run through it again or whatever you want to do. It's totally cool, man. Well, we're lucky because everything you said got through. It was just a little bit of dead air in between sentences, so we'll just kind of put it back together again, and nobody will ever know the difference. <laughs> so I'm right, good with that. Cool. But, you know, you were talking about the kids playing guitar today and, and other instruments, and, you know, picking up the guitar for yourself. Was it something that came naturally or something you really had to work on, like, you know, really hard, or does it come naturally for anybody? Does everybody got to work hard at mastering or even learning their instrument? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, you know, obviously has to learn and put some time in. And, yeah, man, you know, maybe some people it's easier than others and they pick it up. And, you know, for me, I mean, I had played piano before when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something. So, I mean, I knew a little bit about music and then, you know, getting to be whatever, 13, 14, and, you know, you're kind of doing your own thing with music and whatever I was listening to, you know. Zeppelin and ACDC and, and Sabbath and Priest and some of that stuff. It's like, yeah, man, I want to play guitar. You know, piano, piano's not the right thing for me. So at least I knew a little, you know what I mean? I knew a little bit about music. And then I just spent a lot of time practicing and, oh, you know, I just felt like, I felt like, you know, like it, everything was right. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. You know, this is kind of what I want to do. So, you know, just a lot of practicing and listening to different stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I think just like everybody, that's the kind of thing. You know, you learn different things from your different influences and then eventually you try to, you know, put together your own ideas and your own sound and your own style. But it takes time. You know, yeah, it does. It takes some time. Yeah, you know, I'm still waiting for the Fantas Opera reunion. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm <laughs> that still going to happen. That's funny that you know that, man. That's yeah. Yeah, and again, uh, I was just guys, you know, like that I knew from high school, and you know, wasn't really my thing. I mean, they were all great guys, all good friends of mine, and they were just kind of going for that more commercial thing. And yeah, I mean, I kind of stepped in and did a little guitar playing for them. But uh, yeah, man. Once once the whole, you know got Symphony X together, I mean that was yeah. That's like okay, this is the stuff I like. You know, it's heavy. It's a little more heavy. It's metal. It's a little progressive. It has a little bit of different things going on. So yeah, I mean all throughout the years, high school. I mean you know just jamming with a bunch of different guys and noodling around. But uh, yeah, when I'm, once once I got the band, once Symphony X got together, it was like okay, this is kind of the style that we like. The direction, I mean, it's changed a little bit over time. Maybe some records are a little more progressive or some are a little more heavy. But I think, I mean, for me, that's that's cool because I don't want to just keep doing the same exact thing over and over. So it's like, all right, man, man, this one's a little more edgy. This one's a little more heavy. You know, oh, this one's got, you know, maybe a little more progressive thing or something like that. And again, with the solo record, just trying to do a lot of different things just so it's not, you know, the same old thing. Even though it kind of is, because, you know, it's like I kind of riffs that I like and ideas that I kind of fall back on. But I think still, you know, I mean, I put a lot of time into it, try to do something cool and try to do something a little different. So so at the end of the day, man, I'm totally happy with it. And, 
you know, it's it's doing all right. You know, for a solo record, it's actually doing pretty good. Yeah, well, it's a great sounding record. And like you said, you know, when you write, I mean, do you kind of write for yourself or do you have to kind of write for your audience? I know Symphony X has a distinctive audience, people that want to hear a certain sound and style of music. So do you write for them in a certain way or do you just write the way you want to write no matter what it is and let it fall where it may? I mean, it, honestly, it's a little of both, you know. I mean, you have to do what you like or else then it just won't be genuine. It will be like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, this is what's hip now, so I'm going to try to do this. Like, ah, that, that never works because it's not real. So, you know, most of it, yeah, man, doing what you want. But again, um, listening to the fans, and, yeah, they, they kind of want a certain thing. And um, that's always, you know, that's always in there, too. That's part of the equation as well. You know, I could, well, it's not like I'm going to get up one day and be like, oh, man, I got to write this rap tune I got in my head. Yeah. Like, I, I know the fans ain't going to be down with that. So, so yeah, man, it's a, yeah, a balancing thing. Sure. We, we, so, so many bands over, you know, over the years have done that. Whatever was trendy, they kind of, you know, when hand metal got really big in the late 80s, Ozzy glammed up, Judas Priest glammed up, when rap got big, Anthrax went whatever phase that came along. It didn't matter what it was, new metal, <laughs> rap metal. And I, and I get, you know, as a fan, I get upset because it's not the band that I want to hear the music the way I want to hear it. But as a business person, I understand that, you know, this is how they earn a living and they want to, you know, stay relevant and make money. But it does affect yeah. your fan base, you know? Yeah, and I think some bands can get away with it a little bit. You know, I mean, it depends on how far we're talking. But, yeah, I mean, as long as it's in the ballpark, that's okay. And I agree with you, too. It's like, yeah, it is kind of a business, so it's like, okay, um, we're going to try to do a little bit of this thing that's popular and but still not lose, you know, it's not like Anthrax is going to do a country record just because country is like, you know, the thing. You know, they, well, maybe, who knows, maybe they can get You never know with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, man, good for them. I mean, they're they're just trying to, you know, do their thing and, and just looking at the landscape of the whole business, too. And it's like, yeah, man, we all need to do that. But going back to it, it's like, yeah, if I'm writing, it's like, yeah, maybe 60% for me and then 40%, it's like, oh, you know, I kind of know what the people like from the band or from me. So it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, and it's not like a, I don't like writing that. It's like, okay, this is stuff I like anyway. And if people like to listen to it, then that's good for everybody. True. You know, I think about Symphony X and I'm like, either you guys are the best of friends or you have the greatest amount of tolerance for each other in the world because you are definitely <laughs> one of the longest running acts, but almost all, you know, for over 20 years, you've had the, basically the same lineup. It's more yeah, than some of you guys, more than that. It's a little bit of both, man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, we're all cool, dude. It's, yeah, I mean, everybody has their arguments and their brawls. and uh, But I think just because of the fact that we've been in a band together, it's like you kind of know. It's like, oh, man, you know, he's in a pissy mood today. I'm just going to, I'm going to go over here. I'm not going to make any trouble. And, you know, so it's like you kind of know where everybody's at. You know, just from being around each other for so long, you just kind of know, um, you know, what's happening with everybody. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, yeah, aside from, you know, all bands argue and have their friggin' their moments, and yeah, we do too. 
But I think, yeah, once we start writing or we're touring and things are going and everybody's like, all right, man, having a good time, it's like, yeah, this is, you know, nothing, uh, you know, so bad that it's like, oh, you know, can't work with this guy anymore or something. I mean, usually the arguments and those kind of things, I mean, everybody gets over it. It's a family, you know, so I just try to make everything work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it can't be too difficult getting along with Mike LaPon because Mike's in like 7,421 bands. So, you know, he gets along with everybody. He's in, he, the only band he's not in is a Silver Submarine band. Yeah, dude. Yeah, LaPon is the most chill dude. He just goes with the flow. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, yeah, he's a great dude, man. You know, yeah. He, uh, I don't think I've ever heard him complain or ever about anything, or you know, it's always like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> so, yep. and that's good. You know, and some of the guys are like that too. So it's like, yeah, it just makes it easier, you know, when everybody and I'm and I'm pretty chill. I mean, yeah, you know, the, looking at the business, do I get irritated and you know, flip out? Yeah, sometimes, like all of us do. But for the most part, yeah, man, I'm you know, pretty easy going and. You know, and then we all got to look at it too. It's like, well, you know, at least we're doing what we want. You know, at least we're True. making music and we're kind of getting by, barely. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it could be worse. You know, it definitely could be worse. So I always think about that too. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty grateful that the the fans show up and and able to do this. So all that other shit kind of goes away. You know, it's like, all right, yeah. well, this, you know, you know, maybe the bus isn't great or uh, you know, whatever thing there is to complain about but at the end of the day it's like hey man you know i could you know be digging a ditch or uh you know just doing something else that's not music so yeah taking all that into consideration i'm like yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty grateful and, and so are we mike and i'm happy that you're out there still doing it all these years giving us great records with symphony x and now the solo albums, I mean, you know, The War of the Worlds Part 1, you did an amazing job in this, man. You were such a phenomenal guitar player. Oh, I mean, I could just sit yeah. back and listen to you play and all the time. And the greatest thing to me about your guitar playing is that even though you know you have the ability to go off, you know, you make it about the song. The song is where the business is. And you don't, like, you know, showcase yourself. You make the song to showcase. Oh, no, dude, that's – I definitely appreciate hearing that. Because, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's how I think. You know, I mean, yeah, obviously some of the solos, you know, kind of got to go for it a little bit. But even with this solo record and, and early on thinking about doing it, it's like, well, I don't really want to do all the guitar noodling thing. And, you know, I'd rather have songs and, and a vocalist. And, yeah, man, the solos, there can be some, you know, there can be some sauce on that stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, more about the songs and... And the other thing, just more about, like, the vibe of the record, you know, all the way through. And and that's another thing, too, that's just tough because now, oh, I want to check out this one song or let me download this one song. And, I mean, I understand the labels. They got to do, you know, their lyric video. So here's one song. And with an album like that, or even with Symphony X, it's hard to find one song, especially when it's taken out of context. Like this, like the solo record. I mean, it's all really one big piece of music, and everything yeah. flows. And there's these little sections, and it's like to take out one piece. It's you're kind of missing the point of the whole thing. But uh, that's kind of how it is now. I mean, 
Uh-huh. Even for me, it's hard to, you know, but when I do get a record, whatever it is, like, I will just sit down and close my door and listen to the whole thing, you know, a couple yep. times, you know. <laughs> but maybe not everyone's like that anymore, and I get it, man. I mean, everybody's just bombarded, you know, with everything, and the political thing, and this thing, and that thing, and it's like, I, I kind of get it. People's attention's just all over the map. Yeah, but, you know, I, that's why one thing I'm grateful and glad about that I grew up in the 70s and 80s where, like you said, I used to throw that record on my turntable, only got it once to flip it over and get to the other side, and just laid yep. there and got lost in the music. People, I think, take music for granted today. You know, they'll sit through a movie for two or three hours, they'll watch, you know, a miniseries on TV for two days, but they won't put their record on for 45 minutes and just chill out with the headphones on if they have to, and enjoy from start to finish. If you don't grab them in a second, they're gone today. I know, and that's, and that kind of sucks, you know, that kind of sucks, I mean, unless you're the kind of musician guy, it's like, yeah, you're just trying to get one hit, you know, or one quick thing, and, you know, that that's not me, I mean, I grew up with all those, you know, the same stuff as you, man, it was about the whole record, you know, it was just like, every song was good, and every record just had its own thing, and to this day, all my favorite records are those records, you know, like Heaven and Hell yeah. and Painkiller. I mean, I remember when Painkiller came out. I was like, wow, this is, you know, I played the shit out of that thing. So, yeah, nowadays, like you said, man, it's like, uh, play 30 seconds of this, skip to another one, and it's like, wow, you know, when you're trying to write a record and just create this whole big piece of music, it's hard. I think it's hard for people to just find the time, you know. But I, I know some do. And um, I mean that's as long as there's some that, that yeah. like, you know they they can get down with that. That's cool. You know I always say it's a shame because how many records did you listen to in your life by a band? Maybe they're one of your favorite bands or new bands you came into, and maybe you didn't get into the record the first time you played it. But because you spent five or six dollars on that record back in the day, you were going to play it over and over again, and you wound up you know sometimes being your favorite band or your favorite record after that because you gave it that shot and you put the yeah. time into that music. It doesn't click yeah. sometimes right away. Yeah, no, that is totally true. There's definitely been bands that, like, the first time I heard, I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is my thing, or, you know, oh, maybe this is, like, I don't know. This is too proggy. I'm all about Maiden and Priest. And, and then, you know, a couple months later, it's like, oh, you know, that that Rush album's pretty good. I mean, I'm going to go check out all Rush's stuff. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, my God, you know, I love Rush. So, yeah. yeah, there's definitely that thing, and... And that doesn't happen. I, don't, I wonder if that even happens that much anymore. It's, it's just different. It's just a different time. Yeah, it's a lost thought. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. We've got to try to yeah. keep it alive. <laughs> well, I, well, Mike, with this record, you're doing that. Like whenever I see kids, man, or you know, or, or my kids have their friends over or whatever, it's like you know, some of them don't know really much, and it's like, oh man, you got to check this out or. You know, do you play any instruments? You know, drums are cool, you know, and try to but I don't know, like we were saying, you know, just bombarded with uh games and Pokemon and all this other insanity sure. that's going on there. It's it's tough for kids. I think it's tough for kids nowadays to really be focused with their attention because there's just so much going on. So and learning an instrument, man, it takes time. It takes patience, dedication dedication. So True. Well, that's why I'm glad they only have five TV channels when I was growing up and uh, UHF. So <laughs> it made life a lot easier. <laughs> wow, I remember that. Holy crap. 
Yep. yep. Hey, listen, Mike, I- I'm not going to keep you, man. I know you got a whole bunch of these things lined up today. The new yeah, album, good, the man. new music, is this something that you maybe be able to take out live here and there? Um, like when, when I put this thing together, I mean, I was just thinking, yeah, it's a solo record and, and the band was kind of on a break and it's like, all right, let me do this and didn't really think about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's possible, you know, I mean, it depends. It just depends on really how good it does at the end of the day. You know, if there's enough people that would be interested and and it depends too on like the band, you know, it's like everything was kind of up in the air. So um, this month, I guess, you know, we'll probably get together and talk and figure out exactly what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, everything's, like, kind of open right now. So just uh, day by day, you know, it's kind of taking everything day by day. Well, that's good to know, Mike. Listen, the best of luck with the music, Mike. I'm a fan since day one, and I'll always awesome. be a fan. I'll always be there for you and Symphony X. All right, man. That's awesome to hear. Thanks, dude. All yeah, right. like you I said, man, if, like the, if the, hey, Mike, if the phone was dropping out or you're missing pieces or you want to get another something, another, I mean, you got my number there, right? So, you, dude, you can I got call it, Mike. Whatever. Yeah, I, dude, well, I think we're totally good. Cool. All right, All right buddy. just throwing it out I appreciate there, that. You stay cool today. We finally got a day without rain. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Good talk. Take care, Mike. Fantastic. You too. Good stuff. Thank Bye, you, buddy. Bye. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.
I don't know what's going on with those guys. They put out a record maybe 10 years ago, I think, was the last record. And they've kind of disappeared and fell by the wayside. Before that, brand new Michael Romeo, Constellations. Great record. Pick it up. We're going to wrap this up here. One more song, maybe two. We're going to call it a night here. I want to thank everybody for listening. we got a great show for everybody next week. David DeFeast of Virgin Steel and Lee Payne from Clovenhoof. The band will be here in the U.S. real shortly. And uh, they're going out on tour for, I think it's about a month and a half. They're out on the road for quite some time. So if Clovenhoof are coming to your neighborhood, check them out. All right, how about we do a little Tyrant's Rain, Fade Away.
right, Medieval with Burnt Fuck. I've been trying to get them on this show. I mean, I know they haven't played in a long time. They haven't been together in a long time, decades. But uh, there's some uh, reissuing label, reissuing the earlier material. So I think maybe we get them on and promote it. But haven't had much luck. All right, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We're back live next Sunday night with Clovenhoof and Virgin Steel as our guest. I want to thank Glenn and Mike for being on tonight's show. How about we close it out with some scanner across the universe? Take care, everybody. See you in a week.
My mom has a permanently stuck in the 80s thing. We're talking teased up feathered hair, acid washed denim jacket, and shoulder pads. So many shoulder pads. But I just got a new phone from AT&T. And check this out. I got a second phone to gift to my mom. So now she can finally ditch her old one for a phone that can actually stream all the 80s shows she loves. Come into an AT&T store and find out how to get a smartphone on us. AT&T. More for your thing. That's our thing. See store for details. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone. On the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars. So you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port and a number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone. On the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0. So you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port and a number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone. On the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0. So you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port and a number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.